Good afternoon, evening, morning, night, whenever you find a way to see or watch this podcast. It is just me this time. Jackson's uh, he's on the push to graduate and with work, he's very busy. So took this interview for him and stuff. But joining me is a man that we talked about in the past, in the spring, during the FCS spring season, uh, Ruben Anderson, a man who uh, we made a, a very, I guess, a very passionate argument that he could have been defensive player of the year uh, of the Patriot League in the, in the spring season last year. But, uh, Ruben, thanks for coming on. Uh, do you have anything to say before we start? No, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. You were a hard man to track down. Like, I follow Bucknell Football on Instagram, and they tagged you in a pick, and I was like, wow, like, we, we've been trying to search for this guy for, like, almost a year. So, uh, through chance, you're here finally. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so my first question is we ask like any player that comes on who they model their playoff of. It's always interesting too to see punters. Like if there's like a certain punter that you model your playoff of. Uh, you know, not really. I, I didn't, I didn't have that much instruction, um, when I first started punting. Um, but I would kind of just watch guys on TV and see, see what they did. And they're, they're all basically the same for the most part, except for like the Australian guys. Um, they're a little different, but, um, yeah, basically, like, typically when you punt, you want to stay as straight as possible. So I, I'll i watch a guy, like, now I watch, I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'll watch Tommy Townsend on the Chiefs and, and see he stays really straight and gets his leg up and through the ball, and it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jackson will be glad to hear that. He's a huge Gators fan, Tommy Townsend, a Florida graduate. So, yeah, I mean, good to hear. I mean, we, t- we typically hear that, I guess – Punters follow their, their, I guess, their hometown teams, punters, really, in terms of style and stuff like that. Um, so, it, I mean, I'm not, not really surprised by the answer, but it, it's very interesting, too, because we, we have had punters, like, actually, like, say, like, certain guys that they model their playoff. I know you said Tommy Townsend, but we had uh, Dyson Roberts of South Carolina State, say, models playoff of, uh, what's his name, Marquette King. So it's, it's, very, it's a very interesting thing that you say, I mean, that you don't really have a model. Yeah, yeah. I like to do my own thing, I guess. Yeah, so I guess on that note, so before we start, so I guess uh, before we get into last year's spring season too, um, I guess what you what was it like playing in the spring? I know it was a very interesting circumstance and everything. Like, what was it like playing in the spring for you? Um, so that was my first co- collegiate season. So that was – it was kind of weird in the first place. Um, but I definitely felt like I needed that time in the fall to, to prepare and be ready. So it was, it was nice to have – all that extra time to, to prepare for the spring um, when we had actual games. Um, and it was weird playing football in the spring, especially because uh, none of us had played football in over a year at that point. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it was weird, but I think it was a little more normal to me because it was my first season anyway. So I, I wasn't really expecting anything. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I know a lot of young players like yourself found, I guess, that time, that extra time uh, helpful in their development for sure. Um, I guess one thing I want to ask too is, uh, I mean, you guys made a run to the Patriot League title game, and I'm not sure if you're keeping track, but that was uh, Bucknell's first postseason game. Uh, you know, te- technically first postseason game since the 1934 Orange Bowl. Is that something that you guys knew or even thought of like heading into the Patriot League title game? Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about, uh, I think it was the 1989 Bucknell team they they won the Patriot League title or they were in the championship game um but it wasn't like a like a championship game it was just like the last regular season game um and that I mean there was a lot of build-up we had a lot of alumni come and speak to us about that and that was that was really cool um and and you can tell it meant a lot to those older guys um that we were playing in such a, a big game and it, it it helped that it was nationally televised too that was really cool 
Absolutely. I mean, I did. I did watch the game, and I'm a I'm a Worcester native. I lived in Worcester for ten years, so I was I was pretty. Uh, that's the most conflicted I'd, I'd ever been during a Patriot League game. Uh, my allegiance is to Holy Cross, but but a little bit of me inside was rooting for uh, for you guys to like make the postseason for the first time ever. But uh, definitely, Coach Akini did a great job with you guys throughout the spring. I, I definitely was watching the Patriot League race all spring because um, you know they kind of locked us in at at college. But uh, I mean. On on throughout that spring season, one game I remember remember in particular was April third, twenty twenty one against Lehigh. Um, I was down bad, uh, coming off a heartbreak, and really all I had to live for was a Patriot League football. Uh, not much to do on the weekend, so I woke up that morning, turned on Bucknell Lehigh, and you had a stellar game. That's what honestly brought me or brought you to my attention, honestly, where you had a stellar game, and I mean there really wasn't much offense, and you really took that game to your own hands. Like, did you? But did you have like a Baker Mayfield approach? Like when you woke up that morning, did you did you feel dangerous? I mean, not necessarily. I don't. I don't know. I I kind of just woke up feeling normal. Uh, it was it was a game day, so I was a little more a little more excited than usual, but just ready to ready to go play. I guess. I mean, as the game progressed, did you did you feel like you uh you took you had to take matters in your own hands, uh, punting the ball? No, no offense to your offense, but just the way the game flowed. Um, I mean, I I definitely knew our, our defense played a, a great game uh, that game. That, I mean, that was definitely um, a lot. There were a lot of the reason we won that game. Um, but I, I definitely felt a little more pressure just because it was a close. Any anytime it's a close game, I, I feel a little more pressure. Um, like every punt matters a little more. Uh, the, the field position game is is huge, especially when it's close like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the game was a six nothing game. I'm trying to pull up your stats right now um, for that game, but if you give me a second, but I guess like I will say this. So I know I know you're a baseball guy. Um, in terms of great Bucknell punters, we have guys like Christy Mathewson, Clark Hinkle, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and then Alex Pekin, um, Shrine, East West Shrine Bowl or Shrine Game participant in 2019. Where would you rank yourself? In, amongst that group of guys i know i gave you a random group of bucknell punters but where would you rank yourself i mean i don't i don't think i could put myself above any of those guys um those are all like legends you know um especially in the punting world um, and you know chrissy matthewson being a baseball hall of famer that's i don't know i mean i'd like to see how he, how he punted i'm not sure what his stats were but um that'd be cool to see see how far he kick it yeah, I mean, I, I, from a journalist's perspective, doing research on the era, um, I mean, C Chrissy Matthewson was known for his punting exploits. In fact, Walter Camp praised him for a 45-yard drop kick against Penn. But in terms of stats, we don't have much stats. It's definitely not video footage. But I, I enjoyed the humble approach. Part of me wanted, uh, wanted, I guess, a soundbite we could, we could work with, honestly, too, to, to hype things up. But I really enjoy the humble approach, too. But uh, for those wondering, that uh, that fateful uh, Lehigh Bucknell game in the spring of 2021, yeah, the spring of 2021, uh, Bucknell won the game 6 nothing, and that clinched a berth in the, the Patriot League championship game, probably the only one that will ever be, um, God forbid, another pandemic. But um, And that 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 uh, that clinched a berth to their first postseason game in 86 years since the 1935 Orange Bowl. And in that game, Ruben, uh, you had five punts for 150 yards, along of 47. Um, and one of the, the key play, I think the, the, game, the play that won the game was that line drive punt that bounced a bit and Lehigh returner muffed it. Um, was there a certain approach? Like, did you, did you want, did you intend for a muff to happen on that pun or, you know, try to put a little spin to it? No, I mean, I, I was just trying to punt it, you know, as regular as possible. And that it just kind of turned out that 
it kind of bounced and hit that guy in the helmet and we recovered it. That was, that was pretty cool. I was pretty excited about that, but it was not, not intentional for sure. Yeah. I got to say, I got to say closing the book on that, on that game. Uh, honestly, I think that was a turning point. I think after watching that game, uh, I stopped being down bad, had a, uh, had a better outlook on, on life in general and uh, things generally got better. So, I mean, I got to, I got to credit you for that Ruben uh, for the, for the Ruben Anderson punt game, honestly. Good. I'm, I'm glad you got that out of, out of that game. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess moving on to next year or this past season. So you improved uh, four yards on your average uh, as well. Um, I, I guess, I guess going back to the spring season one more, one more time. So do you think that you should have been awarded the uh, defensive player of the year? Because in history, there's only been one punter awarded conference defensive player of the year, uh, Brad Mater in 96. And honestly, the, there's an argument for you, given the Patriot League only played, most teams only played three games. Um, and I mean, if there was a year to do it, like, I guess no other player really stood out defensively other than, I guess, Ryan Greenhagen, who won it. But I mean, he had kind of average stats as a linebacker for the season. Uh, no discredit to him. But did you think that you were robbed of the um, defensive player of the year for the Patriot League in the spring? I mean, as a punter, I don't really expect to win any defensive awards for sure. Um, so I don't, I don't feel robbed, but um, I, you guys made a great case in, in that last podcast you had. So, I mean, I guess you made a case for it, but yeah. All right. Well, hey, I mean, I, I appreciate I appreciate the humility for sure. You know, part of part of the journalist in me is trying is trying to get a get you like you know to, to get these sound bites. But I mean, I, I really appreciate the genuine the genuity and the and the honesty. But uh, it, I mean, the case was there. Call me crazy or not, I probably will get roasted for it. But the case definitely was there, Ruben. So, uh, but yeah, next year this past season, you uh, improved your average by four yards. Was there a, a change of approach that you had um, heading into this past season? Uh, not really. I just kind of, I, I was trying to focus more on consistency and I, I hit the weight room pretty hard in the off season, um, or over the summer, I guess. Um, just trying to build leg strength and, and trying to minimize, you know, those, those bad punts. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I felt a little more smooth in my approach to the ball, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, I guess like, I guess the little things do work for sure um, in increasing the average. Uh, I will say this past year, you also um, had a big milestone, too. You uh, threw your first pass in a collegiate game uh, against Army. Um, what what was going through your head on, on the on the fake punt? Now, that game didn't end in your favor, in your team's favor, per se. Like, uh, So what was your uh, mindset heading into that pass? Um, so, I, I mean, my coach told me right before, like, we're going to run it no matter what. So I was like, all right, I had some time to mentally prepare. Um, and then it happened and I was like, okay, like I was just trying to think, like get the pass off, get the pass off. Um, so I just kind of caught it, just threw it up as quick as I could and didn't, didn't work out. It was actually almost picked off, but um, that's all right. It was, it was fun. It was fun changing it up a little. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we love we love fake punts on our podcast too. I guess anytime that punters do non-punter things, like we love it. Um, but do you think with more practice that you could come after Nick Semptonfelter's job this fall, or maybe the fall after that? You know, I think I think if I uh, focus really hard on my footwork and maybe my my football IQ, then I could I could give him, give him a run for his money. Absolutely. No disrespect to him, you know, but I mean, competition, competition breeds excellence. I mean, yeah. so it will make the team better for sure. Um, I guess one last, one last thing that I, that I wanted to ask was um, Jackson. He always asks about uh, guys that are multi-sport athletes and we don't really see like multi-sport athletes, like in the kicking realm, aside from like soccer. Um, 
did, has being a baseball player helped you much in the punting game or is it just kind of like a, another thing like on the side that's like completely different? Um, I mean, I think playing multiple sports helps any, any athlete for sure. Um, kicking, I mean, obviously playing soccer helps a lot. And I, I didn't start out playing soccer really. Um, but, you know, I'll play basketball every once in a while and or I'll throw the baseball around. Um, and it just, it helps like, helps work those other muscles, I guess. And, and it makes it not as, it makes it easier to, to, to play, you know, your main sport, I guess. A little more versatility. And that's, you know, that's why I was able to throw that pass. My coach let me throw that pass in the game, probably because my baseball experience. Um, and he saw that I could throw. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a fair point because I mean, when you see like multi-sport athletes, you see, you see guys playing basketball, like we were like high school in basketball and track. Um, you're unique in the fact that you're a baseball player, but like also a punter too. So like two different disciplines. I mean, uh, I guess in terms of sports, so it's it's very unique for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, playing two sports definitely has it like great benefits for like any position for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess um, what uh, – is, is there a game this year for Bucknell? I mean, recently Bucknell got – you guys were picked for uh, for Holy Cross's ballpark game at um, at Worcester, in Worcester, Massachusetts in the hometown. That's a game I went to last year. Uh, I had a blast. Is that is that the game you're most looking forward to, being a baseball player in high school, or is there, like, another game on the schedule that you're uh, looking forward to the most? Yeah, I mean, I think that'll be awesome. I, I know they sold that out last year. The, and against – I'm not sure who they played. Um, it was a Colgate. Colgate, yeah. Um, that was really cool. We we saw some of that when we were watching the film to prepare. Um, but I think I think it'll be cool to play at the Yale Bowl too. I I've always heard a lot about that and kind of a pretty historic stadium. So I think I'll enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been to the Yale Bowl as well. Um, it's kind of magical walking through uh walking through through the portals. They call them portals, not really gates. I mean, they call it like walking through the portal onto the field and you know overlooking a you know a field that so many guys have played on. But um, Talking about the uh, EBW Classic at Polar Park um, last year, uh, Holy or Holy Cross's kicker Derek Ing had a uh, had a touchdown pass in that game. Uh, is that is that motivation heading to that game? You want to top his top his performance because uh, all you need is I think three yards to break the record for a punter slash kicker for passing yards by by a punter slash kicker in Polar Park. So is that is that an extra motivating factor for that game? Yeah, I mean. I'm sure I, I bother my coach all the time. Like, when are we going to run a fake? Like, I want to like let's let's put something in the in the playbook this week. Um, so I'm sure I'll I'll draw something up for him for that week. Um, and I I do hold the field goals now, so may, I have a shot on a on field goal maybe to throw a pass or or run one in or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you would be an unofficial record holder, but a record holder nonetheless. And uh, I mean, granted, if you guys run a fake field goal, you may have a shot at making the uh, the hardware podcast All-American team um, as either the holder or the punter. So, you know, we'll, we'll be looking out for that uh, on Columbus Day weekend. Uh, a very exciting game for the uh, for for the Patriot League and for FCS in general. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Well, yeah, I mean, Ruben, it, it's been a pleasure uh, having you on. Do you have anything, uh, anything else to add uh, before we before we head off? Um, I guess I mean, punters' lives matter. That's that's all there is. Hey, amen. Punters are people too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so definitely watch out for Ruben Anderson this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, just a punter on the rise too, following the strong tradition of Bucknell punters. Uh, let's get a Ray Bucknell for 
for Christy Mathewson, Clark Hinkle, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and uh, and punter, or punter, uh, Pro and College Football Hall of Famer who played in the Shrine Bowl. It was called pro- probably one of the toughest players that a lot of people have seen at the time. And of course, Alex Beacon, you know, Shrine Bowl uh, or Shrine Game participant in 2020. So, Ruben Anderson, following the, in the proud tradition, thank you for coming on. We really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Ray Bucknell. Ray, Ray Bucknell. Um, I might have to edit that out being a Holy Cross fan, but uh, <laughs> but there we All go. Right.